Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. And we are hot on the heels of the finals, four weeks to go. Uh, unfortunately, this little log jam that was looking quite promising hasn't quite panned out the way we would have liked it to. St. George have uh, pretty much fallen out of contention now. The Tigers have just imploded thanks to all the problems over there. I think the only realistic chance is uh, Parramatta sitting out on ninth on 26 points in that log jam. The Broncos are on 24, but again, a lot has to fall their way. Absolutely, yeah. It's... <sighs> Getting interesting, isn't it? I mean, you, as you said, those three teams you could put a pen through. Yeah, I think we uh, can... Outside of that, it's going to yeah. be tough, but I, I think the more interesting aspect of this now is the Cow top the four. Eight, I think it? the top four now is a real uh, interesting well, prospect. South, South's the spanner in the works. The Cowboys have a real good chance to make things messy this week if they beat Penrith. Yeah, if and I think Penrith. also if Parramatta can beat the Bulldogs, that's really going to throw a spanner in the works as well. well so. I think that's uh, highly likely, but I'm more interested if the Cowboys get the job done, uh, that's really going to throw a mix in for every spot, probably besides Manly's spot in the, the top four there. You'd think Manly will be and, one and or isn't, two. isn't that game... Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be so hard to tip that game. It's down in Penrith, it's a Monday night. Um, the Cowboys don't traditionally travel well, they don't play well in Sydney, so... Um, and they're both flying. Like the Cowboys are absolutely flying. Yeah. Penrith are just—they keep winning when everyone thinks that they—they're not going to. Um, it, it's really interesting. I mean, and you have got the Broncos, who probably their season's on the line on Thursday night mm. when they take on South. So well, that's pretty uh, much it for them. If they it lose, is. if they lose, they'll, they'll I think done. they're gone. Parramatta will be the only one left with a chance of if they lose or the Dogs. But again, it's going to be an uphill battle. If they both lose, like it could be Thursday, Friday, they both lose. You can almost say the eight. Would be probably seventy five percent locked in, unless obviously those those two teams that have to win. Yeah. Mathematically, probably, probably mathematic can afford to lose, but I don't think Brisbane can. Mathematically, virtually still says twelve. But realistically, you'd say ten, and if you were a real realist, you'd say there's nine teams. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't, think ten. I'm not willing to write the Broncos off yet, but uh, I think this this uh, Thursday night is D day. I think uh, I'm pretty much pretty much think they've they've got they've got a pretty hard run home. They still got to play Melbourne. They have got Souths this week. I don't really think it's an easy try. I think Parramatta. And the Bulldogs are really the two that have got something to sort out. Even Melbourne. Melbourne, again, on the weekend, went back to looking like they had no idea what they are doing on their edges. Yeah, There's some real concerns there, but I'm just going to throw it out there. And we talked about this the other day. The two I'm just liking more and more, uh, the Cowboys and the Warriors. The Warriors showed me that they could win ugly the other day. I know a couple of weeks ago they didn't uh, against Brisbane. And also that South game, they kind of fell apart a little bit. But they lost their bench. It was an ugly game, but they held on. Yeah. And uh, North Queensland, they're just getting vicious right now. Absolutely yeah. vicious. But, Unbelievable. Uh, we'll kick things in the guts with the uh, Fast Five, our highlight, low light, best, worst. Any questions come out of the round, so highlight? Highlight for me was the Cowboys. Just, um, yeah. They were sensational. Uh, and the Panthers win. I thought the Panthers win was gutsy as well down in Wollongong. 
Uh, but both of those were, were entertaining. I mean, Jonathan Thurston, he was taking the mickey that much. He took his last conversion left-footed. left-footed. So uh, I don't know what that says for the Tigers, but um, we'll get to them later in the pod. Yeah, what about yours, man? Absolute uh, wreck at the moment, aren't they? But mine, unfortunately, is uh, the Newcastle thriller. Broke my heart. Travis Fidel mm-hmm. with a snatch and then the Kurt Gidley kicking the goal. That, that, that one especially hurt. That was a bit of a screwdriver. Kurt Gidley. You almost hated player. Kurt Gidley. Just, uh, you know, the ultimate utility player that he is. Kicking that goal from yeah. the sideline. That really hurt. Uh, besides well, that, I mean, um, another highlight for me was probably Craig Bellamy blowing up. Just because yeah. I love how intense that guy is. Uh, yeah, he went off his clacker. Uh, after the game about Ashley Klein and yeah. he's got a point because yeah. if you go back and you look at the statistics 7-0 in, <laughs> in the second half and some of the penalties that were so subjective that uh, seemed to keep falling the way of Newcastle Knights uh, you know he lamented his defence which was fair enough because that was what cost them the game in the end they they sort of switched yeah, off it, but, it was fair enough in that regard uh, he didn't you, blame you think all about them. how much luck did Newcastle have in that game like, I mean they Bloody Travis Waddell rakes Billy Slater, which you'll never see happen again. Nah, but I'm, I'm going to throw uh, it out there. It doesn't matter. The it doesn't bell, matter what kick I from say. The sideline. It doesn't matter what I say. Count. I'm going to sound biased, but seven nil and a half—that's a joke. Yeah, it is. That's near impossible. Yeah, but you could you could go through every game and just—I yeah, shake my seven, head at every seven game. Nil. I've got to be honest. I'm really struggling to watch the footy at the moment. I just I'm getting so frustrated with the the standard of refereeing. But yeah, oh well, I'm not even going to go there. What about your low lot? Uh, the Monday is... night game. It was a stinker. The Roosters v. Uh, well, the Roosters have just been game. winning purely on class all year, and I'm not saying that they're playing 80 minutes of class, but when they want to score a try, that sure that certainly wasn't class last night. No, that but was... whenever they want to finish a game off, like that Sharks game earlier in the year, they were toying with them. Every time they wanted to score, they went down the other end and scored. But that hunger and defence, uh, you know, the six-zero performances they put in last year, that crook nature, the forward bashing, just the relentless attack, putting teams away by 40. That's just not there. They're just cruising right yeah. now. They look like an under-20s team. They got like oh. the, they, It's almost like the under-20s. There's always the best team. They still have the ability to lose, though. They, well, they're not seasoned first graders. That's kind of the attitude at the moment. Yeah. They're like the gun side in the 20s that every so often they lose a game that you're just like, wow, they just lost to like the Bulldogs who have won one game in the 20s or Manly or somebody who struggled in the 20s. And then a week later, they'll play a top-four side and beat them by 40. You're just like, okay, yeah, exactly. they're going to win the comp. Like they're just, They look like a 20s team at the moment with their attitude. It was just, yeah, the... The standard of play. I know the rain probably didn't help second half, but no, I thought the refereeing was pretty ordinary as well. Uh, the ruck was slow. It was just, yeah, I really didn't enjoy that game. It was probably the low light of my week. But mine was the Tigers and the Dogs. Uh, the Tigers thing, I'm just over. Full stop. I know there's a lot of drama, but they're just not trying. It's pretty, yeah. pretty sad, to be honest. I know we, we say it all the time, but it's pretty annoying. When you're on the shovel, or your old Joe Blow listed us, who's a welder, or you're a mechanic, or you do this, when you've got problems, you still got to go to work. Uh, these guys get paid a lot more than we do to go play football on the weekend, and getting beat 64-6 to 6 does not justify anything that's happening off the field. No. When you put a jersey on, you go to play, that should be the happiest time of your week. If you can't get up for playing football, give me a jersey, I'll happily go out there and do an ACL again. Yeah, No worries. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Bulldogs was the other one. I just, I just, I'm just, i lost lost for work. That's true. That's probably one that slipped through my crack. And, but... I, I tell you what, I challenged Des Hazlitt at the start of the year, and I know a lot of people probably go, you can't do that, but I'm doing it again. Nothing's changed. It's, <laughs> the, same, no, it's the same game plan. Yeah. What's changed since 2012? Well, I don't know. But he's a great look, coach. Look, he plays to his strengths. I just don't think at the moment he has the pieces well, around every, those Every front players. row playing halfback. Well, they don't have a it, half. It was like anything. It works for a year until everyone's got video. You know when they went on that seven-game winning streak? If you rewind... I was punching holes in everybody. They were. Get your fat boys. Start of the year, you could do that. Get your pigs together, slap all of them in the face and tell them you want quick play of the balls and you want a bustling forward. We don't want a million chiefs 
we want Indians, we want blokes who are going to do the grime work. Yeah. They do that job, halves get a little bit of space, and they, they're bad enough from the outside backs or line on as it is. They need as much roll on as possible. Yeah. And at the moment, they're big boys all think they're sevens. It's time for a pig meeting. Sit down, <laughs> slap every big boy and tell them what's up. It's time for a pig meeting. If your number is from 8 to 13, guess what? You're not passing. That's not your job. Your job yeah. is to make metres, get ugly and hurt people. Yep. That's what I want. Agreed. All right. So I'm sick of watching them. They really annoy me. Like, mm-hmm. Cassiano, I know you're a big boy and you can pass. Great. We've seen it before. Stop passing. We'll do it once or twice a game. Hurt somebody. Everyone needs to look at James Graham. He's the only one who should pass. Yeah. Because nine First times job. out of ten, he runs. First job. Mate, just carry the ball. Exactly. exactly. And when someone runs it, you hurt them. Yeah. They've got one of the meanest pack going, but... That was the second job. When someone yeah. runs it, you, you hurt You know what they look like? Third job, maybe pass it. I think he's forgot to tell them that it's not summer yet, and they're not playing Oz... They're not, they don't have their Oz tag team yet. Because yeah. they look like they play Oz tag together at the moment. They look like the 40-year-old fat team. Yeah. Of ex first Although, ex-first graders yeah. playing Oz tag. They're all tipping on and passing on <laughs> cut-out balls. No one yeah. wants to get all trying to be they're all, worried about, they're all worried about their knees. They're not actually playing, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really frustrating. Absolutely killing me right now. But what about your best? The Cowboys. They're my team. My Same. team from the start of the year. I picked Same. them to win it. Uh, and they're starting to reward me a little bit. But, you know, yeah. I don't want to fall into don't a false sense of hope. It's going to be sixth and seventh and another controversy <laughs> first round. There'll be eight tackles. Yeah, set. maybe. Oh, I think if they or can the land in the top gold. four... My money's looking good. I should have got on when they're about sixty to one. Well, I could say, and I said it before. I hope they get two chances so JT can't bring up a Queensland controversy if something goes wrong. It's a conspiracy. If they lose two again, he can't blow up. Uh, I mean, we both sort of off air. We were talking about Jared Hayne. Obviously, he would have been the easy one to as your best player. He was outstanding again. He was probably the difference between. It's it's not even. He didn't have like a great all round game, but those moments that people just can't. He's can't a freak. Have. People the guy's don't, a freak. People don't get to have those moments unless, you, unless you're like park football when we're like 13 and the big kid who just scores eight tries. He's doing that at the first grade level. Though. Yeah. He's little moments every week. Got to sit there and just go. It's not normal. Yeah. It's uh, absolutely ridiculous. But my best was South Sydney. Um, I've been arguing with a bloke at work who's, a, a, you know, he's a two-eyed Dragons fan. Doesn't matter what you tell him or what anything else says. Everything's Dragons this, Dragons that. We were talking the other day about who we think we could win the comp, and I said. Last year, and I've bagged them for a couple of years, saying their back line is just terrible. They're too one-dimensional and that Luke Keery needed to get in there. Now that Luke Keery's in there and they've got a little bit of unpredictability and they've got Orvar in there with Walker and Johnston and even old Lottie. Lottie's more reliable on the other side than Bryson and Joel Reddy. Uh, I'm liking what I'm saying. And the, probably the be- biggest thing for me, I still don't think Greg Inglis is really playing that well. So that's the scary thing. If Greg Inglis hops on board and finds a, an extra level to go along with Isaac, Luke, and the piggies that are doing their job uh, and that back line, they don't have any injuries. I think they're a bit like the Cowboys for me right now. Plus, we talk about that hunger that the uh, the Roosters need to find. Souths have got that. They've still got that. Whether it happens in finals, we all know that's a different ball game. But two years in a row getting burned the way they uh, where they have, they've got that little bit of extra incentive, a bit like Manly. Manly have been there in one comps, but losing last year would have hurt. But I think they've got that probably more than anyone, more motivation to finally win a comp. Yeah. So that's kind of little thing I'm looking at now. Just a few pieces that seem to be uh, falling at the right time. Absolutely. And I stick with what I say about Sutton. I think when he comes back, he plays in the forwards, but he doesn't play tight. He plays left edge, which is pretty much where he plays as a six anyway. Agree. But, yeah, Kiri has to stay in. But what about your worst? The Josh Reynolds kick or the yep. trip or the whatever trip. you want to call it. The one on Van Barber. I didn't think the one on Thiday, I understand. Still, you can't kick out. Thiday but didn't. I see that happen a lot. Thiday and Golden Globed it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, but, but you still can't kick out. My point with that is I see that all the time. That happens a lot. And yeah. it probably 
gets sort of brushed under the carpet or it's not an issue because it doesn't connect. I yeah, think this go, one... He gold gloved it. He did, he yeah. Did. But what I'm saying is Josh Reynolds connected. That happens a lot, but it doesn't yeah. connect. So it sort of just passes us by. But the, the trip, stars. man, the, the trip, that was bad in my book. Like, if he breaks his leg... You're playing footy. You can't trip. If he breaks his leg, we're blowing up about that. And and he he didn't land in a great position, nah, Barber. But, but we look at it simple um, as this. We, we play rugby league, you don't trip a bloke. That's a send-off to me. If you're going to get somebody, you're getting him with your shoulder. If you're going to get hurt, you do it the proper way within the laws of the game. If you stick a leg out and just try to chop somebody down... And the other one was... Um, you're playing the wrong sport. Starling's eye gouge. That's a send-off for me as well. You can't. You don't eye gouge anyone. Yeah, well, I can't... It's just a low act. I had a bit of a laugh last night about it, because I know they all played it off, but I'll put it this way. If he's not an ex-South boy, they don't play it off like that. If yeah, he, you're if, still, you can't argue. No, but I'm just saying, if, if he's not a former teammate, the way Dave Tyrrell and Kieran and I had the joke about it, I doubt we're having that kind of talk. Yeah. I reckon they would have tried to crucify him or they would have come out afterwards. Well, and, if he was giving him a hopper or something like that, they would have been laughing. Nah, but they would have gone after him, I reckon, if they were an uh, ex-teammate. That was my my uh, worst anyway, those two blokes. Yeah, mine was just the Tigers. And probably the referees for not sending, <laughs> not taking action. Yeah, they've been pretty ordinary. Like a, the little, what's the little midget that refereed the Broncos game? I can't think of his name. He annoys me. Mate, it was your birthday on Friday. I was a bit loaded when yeah. the Broncos game was on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was, um, uh, we, we'd had a few too many sherbets. I, I was on the drunk text staring at the TV with yeah. one glass of pretty he, much. They, they sin-binned him after a high tackle. I was like, mate, you should have sent yeah, him after it, the trip. Straight after, yeah. Um, sorry, mate. You said the Tigers were your worst? Oh, mate, I'm sick of terrible. I'm not yeah. going to go much further other than look what happens when you when you cause a, a bit of a shit fight. Well, I know, yeah, as I said, I know a lot of. I'm hearing a lot of stuff coming out of the Tigers. I do have a few friends there that are well connected, but I'm not going to share it in this forum. And I think you know, there's a lot of people out there that know other stuff. But first and foremost, the players need to play. Yeah, that's what just I just play. Before. Coach needs to coach. My the problem other, is management and the board, and that's going to be settled. This is my other little gripe in the Robbie Farrah thing. Do you really need to talk to the football show? And why did he? Because he didn't answer anything we didn't already know. Yeah. He just put himself up for a few more days and they plugged it and they plugged it. He just dragged it out further. Yeah. The best thing he could have done is just leave it. Yeah. He should be doing what Gordon was doing on Monday night and just smiling about it or letting it go. Like Gordon's just having a field day now, looking at what's happened afterwards, going, Well, I feel vindicated. He didn't say anything about it, man. He was chuckling. No, but if, if, if you don't feel vindicated, if you go and tell us, look what's happened afterwards. Yeah, definitely. They're all got the knives out for each other. He's just sitting back going, Well, I told you. Excellent. <laughs> I told you. This yeah. is what's going on. But um, I'm just, yeah, practice sick of it. I'm, I'm super disappointed, though, because I really thought they were one of those teams that would get in there. Uh, you know, a bit like the Parramatta situation. They both had the potential to beat in the eight. I don't know about winning the comp, but it well, just I did say, would have been a really good feel-good story for the well, I did say that I thought the Tigers and the Eels would fall out, and it, I think that obviously the Tigers are going to, but, man, the Eels have really proved me wrong, and uh, they're playing some good footy. It'll take Origin away. They're probably in there. Origin hurt them more than anything. Well, I think, mate, I hope Brad Arthur gets vindicated by for the balls he had to rest Hayne for those three games. Yeah, I hope so too. Because that was a great decision. Look how well Jared and Hayne's the injuries the too. They've played well through the injuries they've had, Absolutely. considering their top twenty-five um, doesn't have the length. When's Manu Mau back? Manu Mau, he should be back just before finals. Okay, because yeah. I think they get him back. Yeah, well, I, I'm still. That's probably he's, he's actually cement. that's my other worst. How the hell did Junior Paulo get put up for four weeks for that tackle on Brett Watt? Yeah, I didn't think it was that is it. rubbish. I thought the uh, the Tagatizi tackle was worse. I think early guilty play, he still gets two or three weeks, but I couldn't believe he got charged like four. It wasn't a it wasn't a drive. He just swung him. Yeah, but he should be applauded for lifting up 115 kilo front roller. <laughs> that was an effort and a half. 
He threw him like a just, I've got Robbie Farah's words ringing in my ear. There was one the other week, though, we were talking about where someone got put on the head, and I think they got like a week. He got four. Yeah, I know. What's the deal well, with the Mate Moles, Moles has got away with a few this year. Yeah, but there was one where he's put someone on the point of his we head. We watched one the other week that didn't even get penalised or put on review. I think it was one of the Penrith players got absolutely buried. Yeah. Their head got absolutely chuckled, and they didn't do nothing about it. And then the big fella gets four weeks for dominating another front row, and he's barely scraped his face on the ground. Oh, the inconsistency is just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, they should be sitting there going, okay, we charged someone three weeks ago, let's watch that tackle. Okay, two weeks, watch that one. Oh, similar or not as bad, oh, a week. And they come up with the, 400 and something points for it. The best thing they uh, could do is create a dossier or a video compilation of, that's what okay, I mean, this though. is what Just a level... look back straight away. This is what a grade one is, this is what a grade two is. These are three or four examples, bang, all right, no, similar you might, might find one that lands in between, but... Yeah, then... Yeah, you, crazy. That's up, but that one killed me. Crazy, crazy, my friend. The questions, what do you got? Um, how will John Cartwright's tenure at the Titans be remembered? I reckon he's done a pretty good job. I know the last few years haven't been great and you're not happy about how things went, but you, you look at the situation they're talking about now, they're using taxis and trains and they're skimming on money. They had the breakdown a couple a couple of years ago, the recruitment. Uh, Michael Searle has probably got a little bit part to play with Cartwright to some degree for the little boys club at the start, keeping around all the old battlers, which has kind of hindered them. Yeah. But I'm more look at the first couple of years. I think they, they batted well above their weight. They've never spent the whole salary cap. They've been fighting the whole time. So I'm probably going to look back more to the foundation days, and I thought he did a really good job there. Um, but, yeah, the last couple of years have been a bit of a basket case. So. I agree, mate. Yeah, I agree. But I still think, they look at it this way, they've lasted eight years under his tenure. Um, you know, they've had some pretty good... Pl- oh, you can't really say they've had juniors... Uh, come through. They've done a pretty good job. And then you look at all the other teams that have failed up there. So looking at it from that regard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. John Cartwright. Thumbs up. <laughs> I just think it's time for a change. But it is time I, for I a don't, change. I don't know. I think... And you Henry I think, wasn't To be honest, small. I think you can split it. You can split it into two segments. I think from 2007 to 2010... Oh, brilliant. We overachieved. Massive. But... From you know 2011 onwards, it's uh, we've underachieved. Boys club, sure. money problems, him and Searle, everything like that. It was all kind of just stitched up. I think they're probably lucky to have survived that salary cap. I tell you what, I think their biggest issue oh, sorry, is their it? financial crisis. And it's it's still going to be the same thing going forward. It's juniors. You know, you know where I had a real good long think about it today. I was jotting some things down. I did some googling. I think John Cartwright's coaching career hedged on Cooper Cronk. If he got Cooper Cronk. He'd be still coach of the Titans right now. I still think I said when it was that? Last that was night. two years ago, two and a half yeah, years ago. I, I still look this year and think if Caesar and Kelly are there, they're and in, I remember throwing my out. laptop when he said I'm staying in Melbourne because I just knew that it was going to be three or four years, you know, longer that we weren't going to be good. And I remember an angry text you sent me, and I was just thinking, <laughs> yeah, we, we pro, we've prolonged it. We're still going. We want to comp a year later. I was very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did win the comp that year, I think. Yeah, it might have been 2012. 2012. All I remember was the very angry text message from you and calling them cheats again, just out of anger. I, was, I didn't call them cheats. Yeah, was, I never called them cheats. No, it was out of fun, but I still enjoyed it. As if he's aren't cheating. We've offered him uh, the kitchen sink. We couldn't even get him. Yeah. Cooper likes Amy Park. He likes kicking to the seagulls. Leave him alone, all right? He lives there. He doesn't go home. Any other questions? No, that's all from me this week. Well, mine, I do this every week. I like to poke the bear a little bit. I reckon the dogs will miss the eight. What about you? Oh well, wow. I love doing this. This is great. This makes people angry. I actually, um, I don't, I don't think they will. I just don't think uh, oh, they get beat this week. You think there's still a bit of magic in the hair flick? You think Des can get 
you know. Well, put it this way: I don't think the Broncos are going to make it. So there's going to be one team out of the nine that are going to miss it. It's them or Power. I reckon Power got a bit padded run. I reckon they could lose to them and still get in. That's what I reckon. The way the dogs are going right now, they're not going to win a game. Wow, it's crazy considering they were second. <laughs> Look at you smiling <laughs> like a Cheshire cat, <laughs> mate. I don't know. If I had to say right now. I'd say no, they won't fall out. I'd see someone else falling out. And what, what did we say in the year two about tough wins? I'm still not, only still so not convinced by the Warriors either. Like I love the way the Warriors play. Oh, I love the Warriors, but they they could have they should have lost that game. Yeah, but they've done they've done their solid without Hurrell for two weeks now. Virtually missing games. No, they're missing Sean, Sean Johnson, Johnson too, who's their best player. Lulawai's a great player, and I tell you what, I'm sick of it. People giving no love to Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend is a good player. What did I say about him? He needs to, he needs to fix his hair, but it's a great haircut. <laughs> it's been winning. It's getting thicker. He's absolute it. flick. He's got, he's trying out his best Des Hasler. No, it's not a Desi. That's a smear. It's a big, with the, big smooth over. I like it with the bloody shave sides. Mate, he's, he's done it awesome. He ha- I'm, I'm not a, saying he's not playing. That's another well. one. I look at the show. I was I was big on the Warriors for that reason because oh, the, imagine point. imagine if they didn't have Chad Townsend while Sean Johnson's out. They probably don't no, make the eight. They don't. They really don't because Thomas Lillard is solid, but Thomas Lillard is not going. Uh, he doesn't have points in him. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, Chad Townsend's proved one thing: I didn't think he could do very well. I've, I always like him as a support player, good kicking option. You know, really good solid six. But the last few weeks, he has just been ruthless in cutthroat in control. Yeah, but when they were playing Canberra, he well, was just leading the charges the whole way. Excellent. The kicking game, the kick chase, just everything. He was savage. So I'm pretty happy about that. With Sean Johnson still to come back. Amen. Uh, the other one I've got here, and the last one, we've had a couple. Have questions about the draft. I don't want to go too deep on it. We'll probably have a chat at the end of the year. These are some things that I'd like to probably touch on when we wrap things up. Um, but what are your thoughts on I just don't see how it can work. I hate the idea, like I said just before, just because certain clubs put so much work into their football department and others don't. So I don't see why those ones who invest more time into junior development, junior recruitment, targeting, all those kind of things to develop players should be punished for other teams that don't do the Look, same, I'll, I'll be honest same with you. work. The, the issue that I've got is, with it yeah. is that they say, what are they saying, that, that each club's going to be able to keep their top five players, is that right? And uh, then the rest are available for selection in the draft. I would say this, the sixth best player at Penrith would be better than the number one player at probably 12 of the 16 clubs. Same as probably you know somewhere like Parramatta, somewhere Newcastle, Newcastle they, good crop going. Brisbane. Yeah, I just don't see how. And they're saying, well, it's the 80, 80 best players available. Well, it's not. It's not the eighty best players available. And I'll put it to you because you could have, you know, there'd, there'd be ten at Penrith yeah. that it would be in the top eighty. New Zealand are another one. How are you going to tell a kid from New Zealand he's going to be drafted Sorry, mate, you're to go going across to, the ditch? Yeah, you're going to Good be luck. playing you're, you're, you're home sick in four months and want to go back. You're ruined. Um, look, I, I don't see any way this works unless you separate the NRL clubs by themselves and detach the juniors off to someone independent private ownership. Same as college. It works in... It, people have got to understand it works in the US. Yeah, but it's massive over there. And it works in AFL because they're not actually playing for that club. No. They're not playing for that club they as a junior. They come from the outside. They come from outside in. This is my it other It doesn't issue. work because every and everyone... It's a farming system. Uh, yeah. the, the NRL's a farming system. You, you reap what you, you know, sow. The roosters, the roosters, and I don't have a problem with the roosters. They don't have a lot of juniors, but they do a very bloody good job of getting other people's juniors. Recruitment, yeah. I think that the, the, the clubs that don't have a lot of juniors do a good job of getting them, and the clubs that do have them obviously do a great job of that's more, keeping them. That's more what I look at and say that's what the NRL's going to improve. So for someone like Canberra... Who brings kids out of the River Rain? Well, I think the area. only way you can do that is to give them compensation. That's what I mean. So or, or they've got to do something on the flip side to say, okay, if that's what's going to be happening there, well, we're going to give compensation 
uh, years of development, something give something back to the club. Agree. If they're going to get kids out of the Riverina Group Nine, Group Eleven, all that, and do all the hard work, and then well, Bond, maybe Bondi maybe is we say maybe we allocate re- yeah, but you allocate we talked about that too. But again, yeah, I don't uh, think you can do. And that. I'm not knocking regions, but I don't see how you, how it works. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's better regions than others. Exactly. Like, you're still not going to compete with Penrith, Parramatta, Newcastle. Probably there's some smaller areas where you might get a player or two out of here or there. Yeah. But you're not going to compete with the big dominant areas like Parramatta. Could the only the only way that I could possibly see this working is is if they had, you know, obviously you've got your NRL squad, uh, you've got your reserve grade, and then outside of that, they'd have to can the twenties. So this is my other issue. Which is which and is what, what I'm not saying that they no, should no, do no, this, no, no. but then that it, it'd be then maybe someone independent would have to rank the players. Yeah. And then maybe give them those players so this is my based thing. on those rankings. And, and I was going to bring this up. Brad Walter wrote a good article today about why you can't can the 20s, and I 100% agree. Well, you can't can the, the 20s. One, no, but the one thing that's helping us at the moment, and we've stolen some good kids from Union, especially in New Zealand, is they, the TV they, exposure they, they to the 20s. They do media over there. Yep. And same as they agree, the kids are involved with it. And they're saying it's cost them an arm and leg for travel and this and that. I don't know, localise it like the New South Wales Cup or something if you have to. I don't know what you've got to do. You've got to do something if it needs to be cheaper no. or if people aren't willing to pay for it, but you can't take that away. That is that is, that is, a, bargaining tool. Years, that is a bargaining tool for us yeah. to keep kids away from those other sports or just going back to normal like everybody else. Agree. It is, and it's an awesome experience. I've, I've been there. I've uh, got to experience it myself, and we've got uh, some of our younger blokes that we've coached that are in there now. Yeah. It, it is a big difference between rugby union and other sports. No Absolutely. one else has got something like that. I don't think you can let it go, regardless of whether they're win- clubs or winning about costs. Yeah. It has to start. Um, so, yeah, the draft thing, we'll probably might, might have to have a look later on in the year, have a bit more thought about it when we get close to the review. Someone asked me to pick uh, five players. I think it was Dave Butler. We might have a look at that more later on. It's, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of teams, a lot of players to go through, and also a club situation. It's hard to pick the five best players, you'd probably have to hypothetically say, well, if I'm at this club yeah. and I was picking five, oh, there was five players I could pick, this is who I'd take. You know, I'd give it on need, but uh, that's something we'll look at later. That wraps up the Fast Five. You might chuck one up on the page there. So what you guys are thinking, we'll jump in now to the games from the weekend and uh, review them. Friday night kicked off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs at the SCG prevailing over the Manly Seagulls. And all I can say is wow about South Sydney. I was uh, fairly impressed. We talked about whether Manly would be a little bit flat or be able to get up for this game. I don't know about being flat. I just thought they were outplayed. They were. Stop. They were, 100%. Uh, it was an ambush from minute one to 80. Never looked comfortable. Uh, probably should have been more. Daly Chair Evans looked fairly frustrated. I think that's probably the measure when you say that, the measure of Manly. They held on for as long as they could, but the South was relentless. Yeah. Uh, probably well, the, the biggest thing for me, and not enough teams do it, they pay too much respect to their halves and some of their key playmakers. South's just completely distant the other night. No. Line speed was good, shutting down, uh, getting in, getting into the line, getting into spaces, taking away options, and they'll just hurt them. They, they, they made a lot of line breaks. Yeah, that was the thing. Every time I sort of looked up at the TV, there was a South player streaking away. So mm. that's got to be of some concern to Jeff too. But they've been up for a long time, Manly, and uh, they've been very, very consistent. That's probably one of the worst performances they've dished up uh, all season, but I guess you have to give the credit to uh, the South Sydney team, I suppose. Yeah, well, that line speed and the aggression was probably the best thing for me. A, well, key, yeah. a key indicator is... They're the best defensive side in the comp at the moment. Yeah, the, other, the, the other night record. was next level. Like, instead of paying respect and homage and, they were hammering and hanging off and seeing what was going to break down or then sliding out, they were just getting in, cutting the space down, saying, go back to the middle or just get whacked. Yeah. They were just trapping them pretty much umbrella. They didn't get outside the 20s very often, mainly. 
No. no, that's where their strength are. He's on the edges, and uh, they beat up that, uh, I suppose you could say, and we say it every year, that patchwork forward pack. They seem to roll players in and out every year, keep patching up their forward pack. But the other night, they got more than the forwards, and then those young blokes on the edges just ran wide. Yeah. Uh, the Kiri Reynolds combination, looking better and better. Sam Burgess was just next level. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's starting to look pretty good. Finals, as we know, is a different beast, but, man, they were just simply outplayed. Errors, frustration... I don't think you're going to see that again from them. But this week, they've got the Titans. Uh, I think they'll flatten out a little bit again. They had a bit of emotion this week against the Roosters, but there's not too much to play for on the run home. No, so Manly should uh, be able to chalk up a win here, get themselves back on track. And South, they've got the Broncos. This will be a hard game. The Broncos yeah. looked pretty good last week, uh, and we know that they're playing for this season. So they've got a bit of a different situation. But this is another good test, another good game. Well, it's similar to how... Manly would have approached last week's game against the Rabbitohs. I mean, they sort of not that they didn't have anything to play for, but uh, you know they were the they were the hunted Manly and South were the hunters, and it's the opposite this week because yeah. South Sydney are the hunted in that you know this is Brisbane season. Yeah, pretty much. So it's a different mindset. So it'll be interesting to see whether South can get up for this one. Mm. And we're well, speaking of the Broncos, forty-one ten. Their performance was uh, pretty brilliant against the Dogs. Uh, down a try early, and then afterwards, I thought they were brilliant. Uh, lots of line breaks, their forwards. I'll tell you one thing they probably have in spades that I love more than anything, back rollers or skillful forwards that can pass. Uh, Matt Gillette's set of hands, Corey Parker. It's even thought at times with the ball playing, but I think they've got some silky smooth players on their edges when it comes to quick transition with hands, and I really enjoyed some of that player there. And then Benny Hunt. Uh, I've said it all year, and a lot of people kept ripping on him. I, I think he's done a great job. A double the other night right in the mix of things. Hoffman looks so much better at fullback. Even Benny Barber popped his head up a few times. So yeah. it was nice to see them find a bit more cohesion, a few more headaches, I suppose, as well. If you're Wayne Bennett, you're feeling a little bit better watching that kind of game and seeing what you've got to work with. Uh, but, yeah, the dogs, we've said it before, they're just not laying a platform. It's simple. You can't go side to side on play to play. You need to punch a couple in, get a quick play of the ball, then play off the back of it. Yeah. We said it earlier, the pigs aren't doing their job. He needs to simplify things. Reynolds, uh, obviously the one we highlighted out of this, just absolute grub fest. Got himself into some trouble. Going to miss three weeks back in round 26. And they're, they're a real threat of missing the eight right now. Absolutely, they are. If they don't pull, uh, pull themselves together. Absolutely. Like we said, it doesn't get any easier because the team they're tussling with, pretty much on four and against, is the Parramatta Eels. They yep. have a real good chance here to hurt them before they get to play the Sharks, and I think they get to play the Raiders again. Yeah, they do. Para. So they've got a pretty good run home. They finish with the Raiders. If they, I've said this the other week, I thought if they could jag the Dogs or the Manly game, then they, they were going to sneak in ahead of somebody in eighth. Yeah. Because their other two games are pretty much winnable. So this is uh, this is the same deal. This is do or die for both. It is, 100%. Really looking yeah, forward to it. It's a semi-final come early. Yeah, and the Broncos, they've got South, as we mentioned before. Massive game, same deal for them. They're the last one, I think, mathematically, that is a realistic chance. They've got a lot of work to do. But uh, Saturday, this one absolutely broke my heart. The Newcastle Knights, 32-30 to 30 over Melbourne. What do you say? Well, Melbourne were the best team probably for 60 minutes. But they didn't win. So uh, I think it's a combination of... Poor refereeing, obviously, that Craig Bellamy uh, was all over in the post-match. It was uh, a lack of respect in some elements, I think, from Melbourne at different stages in terms of how defensively switched on they were uh, to Newcastle. And I think Newcastle just hang tough in games. They, they did this against the Roosters a few weeks yeah, ago. They did do it against Seals. Uh, well, no, they, obviously, but that's the one glitch on their, on their uh, radar at the moment. But over the last sort of... Six weeks, they've been pretty good, Newcastle. Yeah, well, twelve nil early on. I thought one way. I thought here we go. 
Uh, but in particular, just on the edges again, that was me my biggest gripe. They just carved us to pieces on the edges. Yeah. Melbourne were on the back pedal, meters were easy to come by, offloads. Uh, yeah, they just pushed them backwards down the field, put us in really bad positions. We seem to have things wrapped up there, 30-20 with about five to go. Next thing you know, Waddell steals that ball and they score in the corner and Kirk Gidley, as we said, the ultimate utility player of all people, <laughs> sliced that goal, got it between the posts, and uh, yeah, I wasn't a happy bloke. Especially coming from you. Yeah, well, I was sitting here with my mate Kenno, and he reckons I didn't talk to him for the next hour. I was filthy. Yeah. I was just uh, a bit of silence, having a bit of a gripe at the TV. <laughs> damn you, Kirk Gidley, damn you. Yeah, well. Uh, things hopefully a little bit easier this week. We get Cronulla, Fafita's out, Tagatizzi's out. We know Lewis and Graham, all these blokes have been struggling, so... I'm not going to say it, but I am going to say it. This should be a pretty straightforward game for Melbourne, really, if they're any serious uh, you know, threat or going to pose any kind of issues to anyone in the finals. They're really going to do a number this week, I think. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the people that say that the to play the easier teams at the back end of the year Shucks. is an easier draw. Shucks have been tough. It's, it couldn't be any further from the truth. You'd almost rather play the teams up the top of the ladder because you know your team's going to be switched on. Um, these are the games that are difficult in the fact that the teams down the bottom of the table, they're looking to avoid, obviously, the spoon, and uh, they don't have a lot to play for, so they're playing pretty loose football, and uh, you've got everything to lose, and you're trying to play a little bit more conservative, and uh, it's it just makes for interesting interesting fixtures. So uh, I don't think it's a chip shot at all for Melbourne, and they'll have to be switched on because the Sharks were, you know, they were lucky, oh, sorry, unlucky last weekend to um, not come away with something from that game in New Zealand. Yeah, I'm speaking of the Warriors, they've got a similar situation playing Newcastle. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, they, they keep fighting. And I apologise to everyone listening. I'm a bit fluey this week. I, yeah. I've got a runny nose. I'm a bit short in the throat. I'm not doing too good. Yeah. And I've got itchy eyes as well. Looking outstanding. <laughs> but the show rolls on. We move on to the Cowboys, 64-6 to over the Tigers. Uh, this one doesn't take too much time to explain. They just need to play football. I'm not going to take anything away from the Cowboys. It was just all one way. It was brutal. They shredded them everywhere. Edges, middle, their link play. Some of the passes that come off, some of the plays that come off were just ridiculous. Uh, they gave Tau Tau Moga three of the best. Matt Wright got, I think, a triple in 15 minutes. It was, it was like watching a park game when you're a first division team and you're going to play the team that's coming last and you're like, yeah, this is a mercy rule. We'll put 60 on them and we'll go home. That's what it looked like. Yeah, I don't know how you sort of get a measure on this game because the Tigers are obviously so poor uh, and the Cowboys were brilliant. I thought some of the set plays they ran uh, that obviously were designed by Coach Paul Green were tremendous. Uh, some stuff on video that uh, I haven't seen, um, you know, in terms of different shapes and structures and stuff that um, really impressed me. But I guess the theme for the Cowboys or the most important thing for the Cowboys is you got to have the ball to do that, you know, and they... They held on to the ball. They were ruthless, as you said, and uh, that's why they managed to rack so many points up. And if they complete, they're similar to the Warriors. I, I just look at the Cowboys and the Warriors and just think, man, if they completed over 75%, it's going to make it very, very difficult to beat them. Yeah, we half on early in the year. They had the worst completion rate inside the 20, so they were panicking yeah. going for points. Where you look and you were saying to yourself, they've got Jonathan Thurston, and they've got one of the best forward packs. Surely they could uh, manoeuvre themselves in a position to get repeat sets. Yeah. And they weren't. Now they seem to have found a much better balance of that. Louis seems to finally have that spot locked down on the halves. Morgan's been awesome at the back. Things just look a lot more stable. Same as Costos at night. Yeah. None of that looks like it's going to change, which previous years that's just tumbled, tumbled, flip him, flip him, flip him. Yeah. All looks good. Tumble Olo, 
Cooper coming back, Sims playing good, everything just seems to be a lot more stable at this point in time. So, Agreed. Uh, all I can say for the Tigers, and this is the word, is just soulless. That's what it looked like. No one was there. Absolutely yeah. no one. They got that one soft, <laughs> soft try soulless. under the post. But other than that, yeah, it was soulless. So it was not, even after the tries, they weren't even filthy. They just did the old like, hands and hips looking around like, man, mm. this is bad, eh? Like, this is really not a fun time. There wasn't that passion, that anger. When you drop the kickoff, just kick flat, off. just really flat. It just sends a message across the whole team of what sort of night it could potentially be. And they had no resilience, the Tigers. They, everything yeah. that went against them, it just compounded and got and worse. We, and worse. we said it before, and this is my biggest issue. I know there's a lot going on, but just play football. Yeah. This should be the best time of the week. This should be where you get your anger out or you express that situation by getting to whack somebody for 80 minutes. Not turning up, rolling over and copping that. That's, that's not making things better. No. That's really not making things better. And what was looking... Uh, like it was going to be a good year, a good positive result, pushing more kids through, growing the side overall. It looks like it's going to finish on a real sour note now. Yeah. I mean, at the moment it, it seems sour, but I guess the, the easiest thing for them to do at the moment, and Coach Mick Potter, I think he's got to work out who the cancer is in that lineup and get rid of them um, and get in. I don't care who it is, whether they're half the player in terms of ability as the ones that are playing well, in our at the moment. You might need to chop out half the team. No, I, well, I don't care. If, if I'm him, I, I, honestly... I, you got to send a message and say that it's not acceptable. Your job is to play footy. You're judged on your results. You're judged on your performance at the moment. Cool. To get beat 64-6, to six, your performance wasn't up to scratch. So. Well, we said during the way, you, you kind of feel like almost that he might fall on his sword, even though it's not his fault the way they perform on the field, mm-hmm. that he might fall on his sword after a performance like that. Obviously, nothing else has been said. Uh, he probably will say at the end of the year, he's definitely not going to have the gig, though. Yeah, I'll be very surprised to see what happens as far as the board goes as well. They need all this resolved very, very soon. You wouldn't think so, would you? No, and it doesn't get any easier. Even though the Roosters aren't playing that well, they're never a fun team to be playing, especially if you're dishing up that kind of performance. Well, you don't really want to be playing the Roosters in the last four rounds heading into the finals because, you know, if they're going to make a run, yeah, it's going, it's to, going to start within the next four weeks. So. Yeah, and uh, on the flip side of that, the Cowboys versus the Panthers, probably the game of the round. It's going to be a cracker. I can't wait. That's the one. Hopefully really, the weather's really... good because we're getting a bit of rain here at the moment. But yeah, it's starting to look a bit grim, and it hasn't rained in God knows how. That'll long. suit Penrith, but so, I tell you, if it's if it is a little bit wet. Yeah, I don't think it'll throw Jonathan Thurston off though. For, for well, it won't, but it'll it'll help him a little bit. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to that one. The Parramatta Eels they wrap things up in Darwin Saturday night against Sticky and the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, the revenge game. Multiple changes. Uh, they dished up a better performance, but you can still obviously see there's just you know. A lack of all-round talent. They couldn't shut the game down. I thought they had the better of the green too, Canberra. I thought it was almost a matter of time before Parramatta caught a break. That a lot of no tries, a lot of calls go against them, and it yeah. was just Hayne brilliance again. And David Gow, what about the ball? Put, put the six on his back. I know because I was watching it with Nick, and almost fell off the couch. She was going, "Oh, what a run!" I thought. No one, even the commentators, didn't give Dave Gow a rap nah, for the pass. It was, it was Man, a good pass. Ben Kennedy, the first thing, you know, as you do when you're an ex-player, is go, ball! Yeah, both ball. of them just went, oh! <laughs> it was a cracker pass. It's not very often your back rower or a bloke that plays tight rips out one like that. It was no. an absolute ripper. He even did the fadeaway look. He had the Cooper Cronk eyes. He looked like he was going at the back and he was shot out the front. Yeah, it was a really nice line from Hayne too, so... Yeah, overall, um, you know, looking at that performance... But you're right, man. I, the longer that game went on, the more and more I thought Parramatta would lose. You knew. No, no, I, I thought, thought Parramatta would I just thought it's just not going to be a night because they just, every time they got over the line, they, they couldn't score. It was disallowed. Yeah, you felt but, it. And Tim Manor was interviewed on um, Sunday NRL with uh, Matty Johns and 
uh, he made the comment that, you know, probably in years gone by, that was a game they would have lost. But they yeah. just stayed patient and they, they did well to eke that game out. Oh, I just felt, I felt it coming. You can't have that many things go against no, well, you. I felt like they should win, but I yeah. just got the impression the longer it went on, the more likely they were to just... It was just going to be one of those unlucky nights. But yeah. it could be a win they look back on, you know, at the end of the year and think, well, that's the difference between us getting in and, and not getting in, you know? Mm. Well, big improvement for Canberra. I thought Rapana, a lot of people gave him a rap. Definitely needs to work under the high ball. That's the yeah. thing that... Found him out. He's running though. His yardage. He didn't have to do much link play, but he, as far as his run game was concerned, he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, good to see Big Lee back with the, the eraser haircut. He had a nice little tip <laughs> over the top there. Uh, so there were a few bits and pieces, but probably the thing that frustrated me more than anything: you lose a Milford. Why are you still playing him? Campisi was out. You put Cornish on the bench. Stop wasting your time. Yeah, agree. Start Cornish. Agree. Just I just you know I'd I'd be done with Milford now. I say thanks, Champ. Four weeks to go. I'd, right. I'd be pulling uh, Cornish in with McCrone if that's what I'm going to be doing. Well, Ricky Stewart year. did say that probably six weeks ago. I'm at the point where I I don't know whether I should persist with these guys who, you know, may not be here next year. But you know, what do I look to next year? So I, you know, and that that was probably in the conversation around his second tier salary cap. I'd start lobbying to the NRL too. I, I, would I, too. I know the Dragons are. Still, probably possibly in contention, but the next few weeks I'd just be harassing them, especially that shark game around 25. I'd be doing what they did last year when the Tigers played the Dragons and they're both out of contention. They got Brooks in. I'd be saying, Nothing game, nothing matters. Can I please have a Hearn, uh, Hawkins, anyone else he's looking to get up before the end of the year? Yeah, when it's not going to affect obviously yeah. the layout of the competition, even if it is just that one game. But yeah, I thought he burned himself earlier on with, with the plays he did use. There was a few that he should have got in before he extinguished that. Uh, Second tier yeah. salary cap, and the fact he ever said at the start of the year, we're, we're aiming to make the eight, and we should make the eight. He was kidding himself. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd ask the question of who, who's chewing up all the money in his second tier salary cap? Oh, because man. obviously they've got an allocated amount, and however many players, it's based on what their salary is. Yeah, not top twenty five either, because it's payments. So some of these, some of the matches. kids they've got there, or some of the the guys that are in New South Wales Cup have obviously got massive amounts or massive bonuses in their contracts to chew up their se- second tier salary cap so quickly. Yeah, well, because they haven't had a massive amount of injuries, have they? The, the Raiders. Oh, they've, they've put they've a fair, a fair, share put a fair few new faces in again, so that, that'll cheer it up yeah. quick enough if you're running three or four for an extended period of time, and then you debut an extra two or three on top, which they have. Yeah, it'll chew it up pretty quickly because you've got to remember there's match payments, but there's also a debut payment if you're not part of the top twenty-five. So there's a bulk payment for them to make their... But that, I don't think that would come out of it. It would be a bonus yeah. that they have to pay on top of it. It would just be whatever they get paid per game in first grade. That's what comes out of that cap. Yeah, well, outside their top 25, they burned a few. So yeah, didn't really help them out. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're not surprised. They couldn't get the no. job done. They, they, they're a lot better, but they couldn't get the job well, done. Well, on to Parramatta, but I uh, can't wait for this week's game. It's going to be awesome. That's Friday the Bulldogs, night. yeah. It's going to be tops. Looking forward to that one. And the other one, Canberra are going to win. It's the hoodoo game. Oh, the Dragons. I'm on camera for the spoon, so it, I hope it, the Hooters it, it does not matter how many times you rip them or how bad they're going. This game is just... Can you believe that... Um, this game is a joke. This game always somehow finds a way to get flipped in camera. Can you believe that all the betting agencies have posted um, the Raiders as... Uh, sorry, the Dragons as favourites? You're almost like, nah, they should be... Don't. Canberra should be at all 30. Yeah. <laughs> just because you know, on history... That uh, you know, Canberra are more than likely going to win. Ridiculous. That was the hardest one. Like we're going to do lines later, but I was looking at that line going. I know it's a hoodoo game, but it's ridiculous. Hoodoo line. 
I've sat because there. if it was at bloody Cogra, it'd, it'd be like a double digit line. Yeah, but you go to walk away virtually when that game's on. The last few times it's been like ten points or twelve, yeah. or a couple of tries. The one that Dugan scored like, that was crazy. There's a few of them. You're just like, this is ridiculous. The hoodoo, can the hoodoo kicks in the last twenty minutes. Things just run right. But, but this year it's a three o'clock game. It's not a night game. Well, that's that suits them probably better. Dry track. He just needs to go and get. I think it. That's my dragons. that's my other issue. He just needs to let them throw the footy around. Every time yeah. they do, things look a lot better. Yeah. And uh, we move on. The New Zealand Warriors, they got a tough win, 16-12 over the Sharkies. The Sharks were keen as mustard. In particular, Andrew Fafita, he was angry as. Yeah. He was giving penalties away. Like half the game with a bloody broken arm. It was awesome. Crazy man. He was running around. Yeah, <laughs> with a bloody Adrian Morley pat on it. How about him just like, playing. collaring everyone with one arm? He was just doing the other like, uh, neck reef and then just pulling himself on top. Oh, you can't awesome. question his commitment to the cause, that's for sure. No, nah, 100%. And uh, Sam Taggy-Teasy folded Dave Nielsen like a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bit of help from Matt Pry, but Oh, yeah. Uh, you definitely can't say they didn't come there to put the sting and try and fight. They won the last five there, so they, they like playing over there. They're trying hard, man. The yeah, Sharks. I thought that was a pretty good game. I liked uh, I liked that game overall. And uh, like I said, I gave a real rap to the Warriors because they lost their bench. Really ruins you when you when you lose your rotation after 20 minutes and that you grinded out there. There was guys that played a lot more minutes, an extra 20, 30. They, they don't usually, but Chad Townsend, Lulawai, steered things really well. I thought Mannering, Madalino, these kind of guys, they really helped grind them to a result. So uh, at the end of the day, they deserve the win. And one of our listeners messaged me saying that uh, what I said the other week about Manu, how much Manu's improved, and I was stoked when someone said that. I'm like, someone's realised the error's almost non-existent. Yeah. The yardage works brilliant. And you know if you're within 10, 20 metres and you give him a chance to finish, he's going to <laughs> get over the line. Big Manu. He'd, he'd be a contender for winger of the year this year, I think. He's been very, very good, Big Manu. Yeah, I don't, I don't sort of buy too much into wingers, but... Oh, he's been good. He's been good, yeah. You've got to give him he's a He's entertaining. Uh, the Sharks, though, positive signs. Oh, I keep rapping uh, New Brown. I thought he was brilliant again. He's great. He's yeah. re- I, but who was the... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market player that didn't pass to Michael Gordon at the end there. Was it Brown, New Brown that went through? Oh, mate, I can't remember. There was an absolute howler. Could have, should have won the Sharks the game. I don't know who it was, and I should know, but um, he made a line break and could have hit Michael Gordon and he would have scored under the sticks and won the Sharks the game, but he held onto it and it was an absolute brain snap. So Good times. He didn't miss my bloody crosshairs, I'll tell you. We all had a mate who had sticky fingers. Coach killer. <laughs> Every one of us had a mate who had sticky fingers. Coach he's, killer. He's bombed the game in that regard. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Cronulla, they've got Melbourne this week. You know, as we said before, you could say it's going to be a gimme. That was more what I was saying for Melbourne. But it Melbourne doesn't really matter. That last week, they, they? They've just turned up every single week. Newcastle have been a bit on and off. But the Sharkies, you can't question their commitment. They've been tough regardless of who they've you played just this year. Going. Melbourne have probably got too many points for Granola. Where, like, you look at Newcastle and they've got points in them, whereas I just don't know where the Sharks' points are coming from. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that game's at Melbourne too, so that it doesn't is, make yeah. things any any easier for them. Have fun, guys. And on the flip side, we said it before, same deal for the Warriors. They're going to go play Newcastle. You don't know what Newcastle are going to get, though. If you get Newcastle that played South, they're going to get at, it's at Newcastle, by the way. That's where they're having their success at the moment. So, And yeah. the Warriors don't traditionally travel that well. Uh, this is a very important game for them, but... Oh, massively. Anyone that's sitting on that 26-point buffer there after the Roosters won, 
you just got to keep propping yourself up. Their for and against, like the Cowboys, is much better. They'll probably end up jagging that uh, home game if they can keep winning and keep their for and against. The sooner up. you get the thirty, the better. Obviously, thirty is going to be the cutoff, and yeah. um, and then yeah, the, the more you can get over thirty, obviously, the better the chance you got of landing in the top four. So, hundred percent. This is this is one for them that if they want to play. It would get in the top four, which chances are remote, but yeah, still obviously uh, oh, you know, still a there. chance. But uh, you know they have to win this game. Still there, Sunday, St George. They went down to the Penny Panthers, sixteen to four, and I think Ivan Cleary's words summed it up better than anything. He thought it was their best performance of the year, and without all the troops, particularly defensively, that, that's the thing you'd be proud of most. The, the line was just stubborn, yeah, absolutely oh. stubborn, um, and it's just simple as this: it's a team, it's system, it's a culture. It's the setup. No one's better than anyone else. It's all equal. When you come up, you're expected to do your job. Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. It's almost getting Melbourne-like yeah, it is. with the players that come in and plug the gaps. You you are expected that when you're not in the top 25 or not the top 17, you still play like that every single week. And when you come in, uh, you're not an outsider. You're not playing to remain in a position or fighting for a spot. You're uh, you're just you're, you're part of the 17. Simple as that. You're expected to do a job. Yeah. But uh, stubborn overall, and I've got to give a massive rap in particular, I think... Seguiaro and Soward. Soward's taken on that organiser role, something he's not renowned for doing. He usually sits back, just pots uh, some kicks from behind the line and just chimes in here or there. And Seguiaro's creativity, and just he's threat to the line. Yeah, he was... Uh, Seriously, was you're a coach. Would you just not shred them in video this week? Anytime he's near the line, if you don't just tackle the bloke, you just can't watch him. Yeah. I'm, I can't believe teams... The thing that, is, oh, if, you, if you rush him too hard, you open up space for him to pass You can't hesitate, though. They, yeah. they hesitate. He's always going to score. He gets your line speed, it's the, hard, the hardest time to defend him is you know after sort of 20 minutes when players get fatigued and they yeah, don't have that line speed in them. But he gets PNG. Then he's running, yeah, but he's running at you. That's the thing. Like, yeah, and then if you bite it, like obviously for the first 15 minutes, I think it's fairly simple with him. You get off your line hard and you dictate to him. But once he's dictating to you, and this is the thing about... Um, you know, lowering the interchanges because, you know, if we've got unlimited interchanges, James Seguiaro isn't playing first grade. No, this is my gripe. This is my gripe. Uh, last year when people said to me, oh, how can you say he's an 80-minute player? I'm like, well, I'll tell you why. Well, I think cause we played, term, he was always Because we played against him when he was at North Queensland and he's just superhuman. Yeah. The bloke doesn't get tired. We played a golden point semi-final down there and he scored a hat-trick that day. He does not run out of energy. He can play 80 minutes. But I, th- I think last year was exclusively sort of a bull runner. Uh, whereas well, now it's easy when game, that's the role you've been given, but now they've allowed. Yeah, but him I think obviously that was a, that was a work in progress, and I think oh, you're starting to see him. His class is showing as much when he's passing the ball that, than as when he's running it, which is a good sign for Penrith. Yeah. But again, like I said, for anyone who hadn't watched under twenties, I've always thought the package was there. It was yeah. a matter of time before he got the job. He never lacked the all-round skill when he was playing there. He used to kick. Help out. He had a great team around him too. He had Michael Morgan, Tom Lyle, a lot of guys that were playing first grade, but you never doubted him. He was the captain. Yeah. He was hooker of the year. He was by far an out there best player. I'm not surprised at all for anyone that was like, oh, he's a great impact player. That's all he's going to be. I'm like, well, obviously you haven't watched him play. Because no. you watched him in the lower grades, he's superhuman. He, he never should have been playing 20s. He should have been up earlier. Aaron Payne and the loyalty and that link was the only difference between him being up there and Penrith was smart enough to capitalise on that, obviously, in recruitment. Yeah. And uh, now it's paying dividends. But those two in particular, for me, were great. Uh, the Dragons, I'm not going to take any away from Penrith, but I, I thought they were pretty flat. I thought that was one of their, their worst performances. That They've been on a pretty decent level since Paul McGregor's come in. The style of football's been pretty good, but I thought Benji, who'd been building nicely, had a pretty quiet day, same as Widop. There, there was a couple of blokes there I just really didn't think had, had a flash day. 
I agree with that. And, uh, if more than anything, that's more credit to Penrith's defense. That was really frustrating if you're yeah. an opposition team that just can't crack it. And that's the game. Like, the game in, in the short and long of it is that you know when when teams have possession on your line, can you turn them away and can you make the most of it when you've got possession on their line? Was so, Tim Grant trying to piss Ivan Cleary off? I just forearm and everyone in sight. I don't know. Mate, I, I, I seriously, I'd, I'd bring him in this week and just say, mate, you're out. Back to New <laughs> South. I'd bring up Sam Anderson or Simpkins. I wouldn't care. Yeah. If that's what he's going to dish up, fin- fine. We'll give you the chance to finish up playing finals, mate. Finishing cup. All right. <laughs> Get a New South Wales Premiership. Uh, Have are we going to add Tim to your hate list? Drink tinny. <laughs> no, <laughs> but seriously. Oh. I, I, know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I can't comment. Well, maybe, maybe that was a uh, maybe that was an edict from the coach. You know, we want you to be more aggressive oh, or but whatever. For your first two plays to elbow bomb people yeah. and just put pressure straight on them. That's not really the best way. To not get, ideal. When you just got back in the first grade to say I want to finish here on a good note. Okay, look, Ivan, I give away penalty. Have a go. Have a go at this elbow. <laughs> Check out the I've got one that can make the rock proud. I will say one thing. I was pretty happy. First tackle, second half, because he only got on late. Mitch Rain gave him one straight back. I was like, yeah, yeah. get in there. Equalizer. Yeah. This week, game of the week, them against the Cowboys, absolute cracker. Big uh, big play as far as how the top four is going to work out here and whether they could probably secure uh, themselves a spot It's going to be top in the top four. And as we said before, the hoodoo game for the Dragons, Jesus, just you'd be sweating if you're a Dragons fan, aren't you? I'm tipping the Dragons. Every time so this game comes around, you just got to be sweating bullets. I'm tipping the big St. I'm George. feeling that Gossip's going to tip Canberra. St. Judge. I, I, don't, I don't know what way I'm going You're going to tip Canberra for sure. I'm going down to watch the game this weekend. I'm going to you are. stay with a couple of blokes, but yeah, I don't know. When are you coming back? you coming back Sunday? No, I don't know. I might never. What, when's the game? What? The Saturday. Saturday. You should come back Sunday. I might never come back. Come back Sunday. <laughs> I'll stay down there. <laughs> In the cold. You might never come back. But we wrap things up Monday yeah, night. Come back. <laughs> I love the I love the cold. The cold's outstanding. Point break for all our friends out there. Yeah, good times. We wrap things up Monday night. The Sydney Roosters, twenty six to eighteen over the Titans. Uh, it was a stubborn effort, but it wasn't enough. The game overall, you, as usual, you're not happy with the Titans <laughs> <laughs> and, and the standard of any game they played no. in. And the Origin players, you just don't have a dig at club football. That I was get there so again. Angry. I have a look every I'm, week. I'm sick of watching them. I look every week and I've just got three names. It's like every time I watch Canberra. Dave Taylor, Paul Carter, and uh, James Robertson's he's been there. Yeah. Caesar was pretty, Caesar. I love pretty Caesar. good on his return. But every other week I just look at those three and I go, those blokes, they, they went all right. They tried hard. But yeah. other than that, and your best mate, the winger, Anthony Don, he had a great game. I, best honestly, you know, when you watch Penrith and you watch them defend, you know exactly what system they're implementing and when you watch the Titans there's times where their edges the well there's times where their edges jamming in and I'm going okay that, that's fair enough and then the next time they go to that edge they're sliding and turning out and oh, I just don't get it like there were two trials last night where the Titans came off their line held and then started to slide out before the ball had passed them and they were just like the Titans winger watched the, the Roosters winger catch a ball and score yeah. And try to push him over the sideline when he's a meter out from the trial line. Like first and foremost, if you even if you make the tackle, he's a good chance he's going to get the ball down anyway. You're better off getting off your line hard and forcing them to play quicker or execute quicker than just watching them dink the ball along the line and score. I just, I don't know. I don't know whether it's a caliber a caliber of player they've got there or whether it's just the fact that they're not following the systems implemented or maybe there's no systems implemented. I don't know. They're just floating. I don't know. Yeah, well, Cardi, he, I, I was happy to say that he was still frustrated, even though he's, he's out of the job and he was done. Look, he can't question his commitment. Still I, commitment. I just don't know whether... Oh, I don't no, know. I'm still, not up there. I don't, I don't it, know. It, it was time for a change. We agreed on that earlier on. It definitely is. He doesn't seem like he's going out. 
uh, fire He's not up. bitter. He said that. He no. said he didn't get the results that he needed and to get even, in the last four years. he's even staying, which we heard the other day, for the rest of the year, outside of the coaching thing, and do the other jobs that he has uh, as far well, as As a person, but like, we, we're, we're pretty tight with MG, and MG loves Cardi. Yeah. You know, MG thinks Cardi's a, an excellent bloke. Yeah. Maybe, you know, after eight years, he's done well for the players to even still be listening to him because, yeah. you know, well, I've, coached, I've coached different teams for periods of time and then there's times there where you just think like are they not listening to me anymore like am no. I being coaching them for too long you know for, they get comfortable. so for him to stay relevant for that long uh, you know the only person that's coached longer than him Craig in the NRL is Craig Bell- at Bellamy at the same and, club um, and I suppose you could take Hazard out of that because of their little contract dispute with flip, Manly yeah, and it would have stayed there but other than that they're the only three that you can really say yeah. have stayed relevant over a period than probably more than three or four so years so that's a credit to Cardi and look, even this year, I know he's getting the flick now. There's already uh, four coaches, I think, now. Five with Potter, maybe. Or is it six if Potter goes? So you look at it, it's, yeah. a, it's a ruthless job. Yeah. So it even last, you know, probably three or four years and get the way he did. Yeah, and any know. club now is an achievement. But, yeah, eight years, he's done a good job laying the bricks. But uh, back to the game, the Roosters, we said it before, and I get sick of saying it every week, they're just cruising. They're frustrating me. They're, yeah, they're, oh, they're super frustrating. The, the halves are inconsistent. I thought Maloney wasn't too bad last night, but still not great. Uh, some of the forwards still not playing that well. I pretty much look at a few of it. It's still a grand final hangover. I don't know if they're going out or they're partying or what they're doing, but there's not that same fire there. I've got a Melbourne Cup theory. Every year I follow a horse in the Melbourne Cup. It's happened to me twice. Yeah. Right, I follow the horse in the lead-up races. I'm going to back at Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah. Right? I've, got off the, I've got off a horse twice on Melbourne Cup Day. Twice that horse has won the Melbourne Cup. Yeah. The Roosters look to me like that frustrating horse that I've backed for the five weeks and have just kicked me up the arse and ran like a busted that then come home and win the cash at the end. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know whether it's actually going to happen, but, man, they just they look like they're just frustrating everyone, including their coach. You, know, you yeah. know when the big games come around, like this year, you go through the big games that they've played. Yeah. Probably the last big game they played was Brookvale against Manly, they where they were, they were in it, they got they rolled were. at the end. But look at Manly's record at Brookie. The other game was Dragons Anzac Day. They blew them out. Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, well, the other one obviously was last week's game against the Dragons, which they were super impressive as well. So it just seems to me like they're just a big game team. They're just waiting for the finals. So, you know, it remains to be seen how they're going to go then. But as you said, they, they're in cruise control. Mate, they're just frustrating. They're just chilling out. I don't know whether they're back in the cross, kicking it, or what the deal is. And also, you know, you're the you're his biggest fan, and you were the one onto this before anyone else. Jake, Jake Friend. Friend, you take Jake Friend out, mate. He's uh, there, there has is... a big impact. And last night was a real middle game of footy. You know, yeah. um, just... I thought they did struggle out of dummy half with Heath for Strange Air. Nothing against him, but you know, he has, obviously hasn't played many NRL games Jake in the last four yeah four years. So, uh... are you right, mate? Hundred percent, mate. I got him on. I got that bloke on a pedestal because he just doesn't care, and he's not yeah, as much as you'd probably look. And yeah, I know he had his incidents before and that, but he is a true leader of that team. Absolutely, from the middle in all senses and attitude-wise, uh, he's just brilliant. Yeah, and you know they got the job done. But come finals time, getting him back in, Sunday Bill in a couple of weeks, Daniel Tupo, even though they got great replacements with all those pieces there, they can win a comp if they want to. That's the question: Do they want to win? Do they want to try? Do they want to do all the dirty work again? That's why, like I think I said earlier, more South than anyone are the one, probably besides the Cowboys, I look at and say they've got more motivation or more reason than anyone to want to win this comp. Absolutely. As far as history, situation, players, all that kind of stuff. They're probably players. the two... Players for the chilling. Yeah. Laurie Day. They're the two I'm looking at just saying. They're the two right now I'm really looking at saying if they get there and things go right, I'd be very scared if yeah. I'm playing South or I'm playing uh, 
the Cowboys. But I'll tell you who the Roosters are. They're the Bulldogs last year, and every week we were saying they're just cruising. They punched along for most of the year. They won, they lost, they won, they lost. They just kind of hung in. And then come finals, they just rolled over like, man, can we go on Mad Monday yet? Good point. They were just flat. Good point. But yeah. all year, Good even point. though we were, we were saying the same thing. In injuries, it was the same thing. They yep. just kind of rolled through, and you're like, man, when are they going to pop? They Good never point, did. my friend. Good point. So we're, I think we're going to get one of the two. We're either going to get a Bulldogs thing. We're going to get my Melbourne Cup theory. Or, yeah. we're... or we're going to get Bulldogs last year where it was like, man, I've already booked a trip to Fiji. Like, let's yeah, get this game done, Newcastle. We let's won a trophy last year. Yeah. Oh, they didn't win a trophy. They lost. Yeah, the Green Fighter in Melbourne. But they didn't come back with the same spark. No, I mean, obviously, the, the Roosters, they won a trophy last year. So. Yeah, well, that's the, the flip of it. They, they've got the trophy, but last year, they're our Bulldogs right now. Well, you know how hard it is to motivate a team that's won a call. Oh, we're dealing with it right now. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, the Titans doesn't get any easier for them. They've got Manly. First game under Neil Henry. We'll see if uh, the Sparks are... I think they might flatten out a bit this week. Yeah. I think things are going to get uh, ugly. For the last few weeks. And the Roosters, they got the Tigers. You'd like to say, again, this might be a bit of a gimme. It will be if the, the Tigers turn up the attitude they had, even as bad as the Roosters have been playing. Yeah. If you play like that, you expect to get beat by 50 every single week. Uh, but that wraps us up for the reviews of the games. We'll jump in now, do our Lions game, and look at the odds thanks to sportingbet.com. Time for our lines and the odds, and to see if Brock can square back up. Are we? We're that close, are we? Yeah, we're that close. We've been going one for one the last few weeks, and you've been within one. But we kick things off Thursday night footy, obviously starting. Uh, We got Souths versus the Broncos. You went minus seven and a half. I did also for South, so we split that one. The real line was minus eight at a dollar ninety-one. Souths a dollar thirty-eight favourites. The Broncos. I don't like the full point. No, I hate it. I like the half point. Because what happens if it lands on eight? You get half dividend. The half point just makes you feel hate it. that little more comfortable. I hate it. The full dividend. Because you know eight, boom, you're home. Yeah. You, you, you need, need nine you need with that half. I need the half. You need nine. The half's just There's that no buffer. bloody half points in a footy game. No. I like, <laughs> I like the buffer, though. But we split that one, so nothing there. Uh, Friday, the Parramatta Seal versus the Bulldogs. I went uh, minus one and a half. You went pick em. It is pick em. Dollar ninety one a piece. No lineup for this game. Uh, I'm really leaning towards the Eels, to be honest. No, nah, it's pick em. I, I That was the first game this year that I just went. I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and you know what? I thought I'll go with the home team. And then I was like, Well, it's an Eels home game at the Dogs' home ground. Ridiculous. So, who, what did you go? Dogs. As no, far as I went Eels minus one and a half because I thought they were at home. I didn't look yeah. to see if they were at home So that's kind well, of. But is there a line on this game? No, nah, let's pick them. There's no line, There's no line option. No, zilch. Okay. It's early in the week. When it's a pick them early in the week, you don't have your own pick the line odds. It's just zero. So but wouldn't there just be a minus one and a half for both or something like that? No, no nothing. Nothing was up. I'm checking that. You can have a look now, but when I looked before, there was no line up. Okay. It was just flat. You had one to 12, 13 plus, 12 and a half start, and head to head odds. Okay. That's all that was up at that point in time. Saturday, you got Canberra, obviously at home, in the Hoodoo game versus the Dragons. I went minus five and a half to the Dragons. He went minus four and a half. It is minus four and a half. The Dragons are $1.56 favourites at Canberra, who are $2.45. We all know, we've said it a million times, this is always a danger game. Yeah. Just on past records. And every time you go, no, nah, they're in terrible form, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Those Guys, if you're looking for a bit of a... Uh, you know, a flutter this weekend. It's a ridiculous record. It you is. should just back Canberra. I know they're coming last or second last, Equal or whatever. Last. But this is just, yeah, 
It's usually money. It's almost the It's lock. usually money in the it's bank. It's almost the <laughs> There's some kind of... I don't know how this works. It just does. It always seems to pan out well for them. But Saturday again, you got the Storm at home versus the Sharkies. I went minus 12.5. You went minus 14.5. The bookies disagree. They reckon minus 18.5. For what game? <laughs> Storm versus the Sharks. Minus 18.5? Yeah, you couldn't give me enough money to back minus 18.5. Melbourne have been inconsistent yeah, even you, after well, you play with fire, but Melbourne could like score 18 points in five minutes. Yeah, they did 12 the other night, and then they fell asleep. Well, no, and I then just, they got out by 10 again, they fell asleep. We saw them against the Tigers, but they were, they were pretty good that night. I still thought they were cruising a little bit. They, I think the home ground advantage, massive factor in that line. Yeah, they agree. They're ten. The Sharks are 7 bucks. Oh, so, wow. Shut <laughs> your face there. Oh. If, I wish there was video so you could see that. That was a cracker. Yeah, it was my old face. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got Saturday again. The Tigers, hopefully they're going to front up this week because uh, they were a shell of the team last week. Against the Roosters, I went minus 16 and a half. I went absolutely ruthless. <laughs> you went minus, you you, minus 16 and a half. Oh. I, I was like, some of the odds we had last week were ridiculous. What did I go? And because the bookies got burned, they've obviously backed down. Yeah, but the Roosters are crap. The Roosters really didn't impress me last night. The Tigers got beat by 64. Yeah, I know, but they're at home. They got beat by 64. Where's this at? Leichhardt? I'm not sure. You're going to have to look that one up. You went minus 12.5. They only went minus 9.5, so I look like a fool. What did I go? Minus 12.5? Yeah, it's minus 9.5. Is it really? Yeah. That low? I looked like a fool. I was pretty surprised. I was at least expecting minus 12.5. Wow. I went Ruth on it. I thought they were going to do what they did last week, where they just made everyone a dollar ten and everyone else five bucks. Cut. That's why I went lower. They backed down. But uh, Sydney, they're a dollar thirty. The Roosters and the Tigers, three dollars thirty-five. Again, you couldn't back, you couldn't pay me enough, even if it isn't Leichhardt. If they're going to dish up what they dished up last week, Leichhardt, different beast that Leichhardt. But what you've seen the last few weeks, you don't know what you're going to get. No, I know that. Off that attitude, until they turn up and have a dig, I couldn't back them. Yeah. So, yeah, I won't be touching that on the 10-foot pole. Sunday, the Newcastle Knights versus the Warriors. I went minus 4.5, so did you. That's a split. Uh, it is minus 4.5 at $1.91. Newcastle, $2.45. The Warriors, $1.56 favourites. So, again, you don't know what you're going to get. No. Nah. I like the Warriors, but, again, I don't know if I'd touch it just because they're travelling, um, you know. So what do we go here? We both went 4.5, we did we? Yeah. So, so far, I've got nothing. You've got four. Oh, mate, I'm on fire. I've got two splits. Sunday again, the Gold Coast Titans are at home to the Manly Sea Eagles. I went minus 10.5. You went minus 12.5. It is minus 10.5. I finally get one. Eagles, they're a $1.25 favourite taking on the What is Titans. it, minus 10.5? Yep. Wow. They are $4, the Gold Coast Titans. And, uh, yeah, I don't think you can give me enough money to back them either. I'll be going Manly. Full stop. Yeah. You can't back your Titans. I was going to say, you should give me something. No, you no. can't back the Titans. It's just, I can't give you anything on that one. Well, this is going to be sad, though. Dave, Cardi, they're not going to be playing with Tonka Trucks before kickoff anymore. I don't know who Dave's going to play trucks with now. Mm. Maybe I should get a job up there. I'll play trucks with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave. Plus, I like, I like Gold Coast. I like, you know, certain venues. Up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leave it at that. In particular. You Fifth know. and last. We're a family program. Oh, wow. Oh, we've got Fast and the Furious. Well, someone's going to someone's gonna lose a family. <laughs> <laughs> someone's oh. trying to go Fast and Furious and wrap themselves around a pole. But we yeah. finished things off Monday night. The Penny Panthers versus the Cowboys. I went minus one and a half to the Cowboys. You went the opposite. The Penrith. This one's also pick em. Is it really? So in the year, we, we were arguing. I think I had pick em down for that one. Show what? me my sheet. Show me the sheet. Uh, you scribbled it out, Chance. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm oh, saying. I'm, scri- oh, I'm shouting Ye- yelling the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you've got 
Cowboys, and then you went Penrith, and then you've scrubbed it out again and went minus half Panthers. Yeah. Should have just backed your instinct. <laughs> backed your instinct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like the Tiger attack was a gazelle. You should have followed your instinct, but you didn't. But it was a bloodbath. Straight and simple. I got one, you got four, couple of splits. So we're 11 all now. She's all square. Oh, tops. Yeah, good times. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to work out a way where maybe Mr. Gossip. We send him to Mr. Gossip next week, or send him to someone independent. The system's just a rule in general, because it depends what we're doing on Monday or who's tired or who's not. Some well, weeks we do it. Door last night. Some week, yeah. As if I'm gonna get him, I was out cold. Yeah. And I get up at six in the morning. The last thing I do is look at the floor. I'm too busy sleepwalking. The, the, the few weeks where we did him. We did them uh, straight together after. straight after Monday night. That's what we're going to do. That's what we've got to do. Yeah. Because last night I was zombie mode. Yeah. I just walked upstairs and went to bed. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, getting hard, they're getting hard to pick this well, time of the year. You don't know what the book is thinking. $7 for the Storm. Oh, against the Sharks. For the so Sharks, yeah. And like, what was the massive line? Like, that is the line. Yeah. And, I and thought, then you think, I, I, thought I, would have thought, I would have thought that Manly would have a longer line than that. No. They, but they, they're missing Matt. They're missing a few as well, aren't they? Yeah. So right. things are kind of flipped, but... Uh, that brings us to Lebanon. All. Like I said, a big thank you must go to sportingbet.com. Keep your eyes peeled for our Pick the Score competitions. Had a couple of winners this week, a couple that were donated to charity. Uh, but, yeah, keep your eyes open for them. $300 bet. Thanks to sportingbet.com. And remember, if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, snails crawling up the wall, ant racing, uh, you know, Turkish toe wrestling, anything like that, you can do it with sportingbet.com. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we welcome back Mr. Gossip. Again, a very happy Panther Man. Yeah, the boys just keep on running, don't they? Mate, they're doing good. Uh, very frustrating if you're a Dragons fan. They just couldn't penetrate the Great Wall. No. No, it was fantastic. Good defensive yeah. effort. Mate, Kirk, you're the ultimate utility. Oh, what a great player. Just, yeah, goal-kicking goal, goal extraordinaire. Wanted wanted to throw my TV from the second story. Contain myself, but my mate Keno was here and he said I didn't talk for the next hour. you got to stop sending him death threats. <laughs> yeah, I send, I, I send Cameron Smith jars of blood out of love and I send Kirk Healy notes written in my blood. You send him fingernails and stuff. <laughs> yeah, back shavings, things of that nature. Outstanding. Alrighty, mate, what's, uh, what's cooking this week? Is there much happening? Yeah, it's quite a bit happening this week, boys. Um, we'll start off with the Rabbitohs, who are a club on fire at the moment. Now, it looks like they're close to Santa signing uh, Dane Nielsen from the Warriors. Um, it'll be a good signing for the Rabbitohs, and the Warriors are very keen to get rid of him so they can free up some money for Mano. They're still keen on Mano, of course, so um, could be a win-win there. I still don't understand how the Warriors are looking for a centre with Lamape, Harul, Fusitua... Solomon Carter, they got a million kids and they want to buy Matto. I reckon Matto is a great player, but for the amount of money and the age and what you're going to get out of him, I still don't understand that signing. He's a premiership winning player, bro. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Dave Nielsen, uh, yeah, bit, bit of a struggle straight in attack, can defend. He's, he's looked ordinary since he left Melbourne, but yeah. yeah that, They'll a bit of depth to South anyway. That's a pretty common sign, but. Michael Maguire is reported to to like him anyway from his days in Melbourne. I reckon he'll end up on the wing. He'll take low T spot for next year, I reckon. Mm. I'll stitch up. He can't run any slower than Lottie anyway. Nah, he'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, boys, moving over to Brookvale. Uh, this time, uh, one of the Queensland Cups probably just back rollers and, and, and 
Yeah, I've watched Blake Leary. He's a uh, similar age, pretty good player. Been in the Queensland resident side last couple of years. Uh, the North Queen, they had a nice little stockpile sitting there for a bit. Blake Leary, Sam Hall, there's a couple of blokes that have been up there that have got a game or two. Ben Spiner, so uh, yeah, probably not a bad spot to be punching. Uh, yeah, and continues on from their, their good work. Usually, they usually find a good patch up forward, so... I've never heard of him. I see that trend probably continuing. <laughs> never heard of him. I watch way too much football without watching bloody. I watch everything. Yeah, I've got issues. Massively. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, mate. All right, up to Newcastle, and obviously uh, still very happy with they went over the storm. Just sort of put that in there again, mate. Yeah, dude. Um, look, <laughs> they've signed Rick Stone for two years, so everyone up in Newcastle is very happy with them. I think I think a good decision as well. Yeah, it was always going to happen. Yeah. Three campaigns yeah. prior, uh, without the money, without the you know all the new facilities, without all the extra help, he was two from three finals campaigns. Yeah, it was probably a younger side, probably not too bad a roster, but he squeezed more out of the lemon than what uh, Wayne Bennett and this current mob has for the last couple of years. So mm. it'd be uh, interesting to see what he does with the roster, but no. Well, he said that he wasn't going to do anything until everything was finalised and he got a good look at the situation. That was what was written today. So, mm. well, next year could be yeah. another lean year for him, I think. Yeah, oh, I think so. Yeah, as soon as Gareth Brown pulled out of the race, I knew he was home and host. Yeah, yeah well, I, I asked a couple of blokes I know from Newcastle at a, um, a game a few weeks ago, and they, I said to them, well, Who do you think we get the Newcastle job? They said, What do you mean? So who do you think about the Newcastle job? I said, Stoney's got it. So that was that was sort of six weeks ago, so... Yeah, um, well, but, well, he's got... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got three players off contract that are all looking for clubs. He's got Willie Mason, David Falongo, and, and Chris Houston. And, I don't know, I mean, Chris is probably close to retiring. Um, big Willie, I'm sure he's got some a couple of years left in him at least, but it'd be interesting to see uh, if he signed any of those three players. No, I'd move all three on and bring some young kids up. I'd take Houston at Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne would. I, I'd I like just think Newcastle at the moment. Yeah. They're probably better off. They know next year's going to be a building year. Get all those kids in and give them some footy. Oh, they'd be better off, yeah, 100%. But looking at those three, I wouldn't. I don't think anyone would really look at Far Logo. Willie, yeah, maybe for you know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe someone like the Sharkies or somebody like that. But, uh, yeah, Chrissy Houston, I don't see... Him is too bad a player. I think he's just growing a bit past the club and the situation that's been there. I reckon someone could squeeze a little bit out of him. Mm. Well, maybe that's what he needs, change, change the scenery. Yeah, no, fair enough. And back onto the Warriors, boys. They've re-signed Thomas Lillewey uh, until the end of 2017. Uh, I guess a, a good re-signing for them. Not a bad young player. Yeah, young. That's the key word. <coughs> Not. <laughs> How old is he? Oh, about 28, 29, I think. He's been around for a while. Yeah. But, uh, Mate, that's young. Yeah, oh, still I can I can kind of understand, but then I can't because he had another year to run. They've added two onto it. This is again, it's weird. Like the center, they they got plenty of good centers, but they want to buy a thirty-one year old. And uh, you got two Malolola here, you got Townsend, you got Johnson. They've been working for years on the young bloke who I can't even remember his name again now. That's been in the twenties forever. Uh, they've got yeah, a couple. He, he ain't coming up. Yeah, no, he's definitely not coming up. He ain't coming up. And they got a full the fullback. I don't mind in uh, New South Wales Cup as well. But yeah, three years. They're saying they keep around for more of a mentoring role, senior role. He can plug in a hooker. I can kind of understand that. I think that might be well, the game. Well, my next question was, when's um, Nathan Friendoff contract? Well, they reckon they're going to give him... He's already got another year immediately for McFadden. But that'll be a year-to-year thing. So that's the only other thing I could say. But yeah, they've got Harvey there. He played for New Zealand earlier in the year too, so... Just a bit of depth. Yeah. If it, as long as you didn't you cost You need depth much. in the halves. Like, but, you yeah. look at sides who lose a key half and they struggle massively. As as look at Penrith. They've got a couple of good halves there that can fill in. And they're able to sort of, not that they're playing at 100%, but they're able to maintain, uh, you know, 
close enough to their best footy. Yeah, but I'm sure they wouldn't have paid overs, and he wanted to stay. He said he's happy at home. He doesn't want to go back to England, so it's probably a good deal for them. And, uh, yeah, he's experienced and he's mature. Yep, not fair enough. And sad news for Louis, he's going to lose one of his favourite players, and Benny Teo just on a two-year deal with Irish rugby club Lannister. Yeah, good on Benny. He, he can't shoulder charge here either, though, so he's going to struggle. <laughs> Louis and Danny Wadler are going to hate on him. <laughs> I hate Danny Wadler. <laughs> oh, that's a triangle of hate. I'm with Ben Tao when he was giving it to him and he was eating his breakfast. That bacon eggs look good, Ben Tao. Good time to hook us up. Oh, okay, so now you like him because of the food they're at putting yeah. out. Bre- breakfast buffet. Hook us up. Uh, yeah, well, it, it was mooted earlier in the year, wasn't it, that he was going to move, so no surprises there. Yeah, well, he manages himself, so it took a while. Yeah. Can't read him right. All right, boys, now this next one, a very strange one. I had to look at it. I had a few emails about this and was hesitant to mention it, but it looks like we've got some money here. And it looks like Raiders' um, former half, Sam Williams, has gone over to the Catalans in the UK. Looks like he might be headed back to Canberra. So, wow. Very interesting one there. I'm not too sure why they'd want him back. I'm surely there's other halves going around that they could buy than Sammy Williams. This doesn't surprise me at all. No. It really doesn't. No one wants to go there. He's from Kuma, uh, you know. Didn't exactly get the best opportunity with the way. I'd rather they... him than Terry Campisi. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, well, that's true. Him and Cornish seems a better pair to me right now than McCray and Campisi. At least if you suffer for a year, there's something to come from it. If they're not going to play Ahern uh, as a five-eight, but yeah, Ahern and Cornish or Williams and Cornish, that sounds a hundred times better than me than McCray and Campisi. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, you're scraping, you're scraping the barrel. Oh, cool. still, a couple of, you know, former Australian schoolboys and blokes that have some potential or two blokes that have been punching away for years and you're just getting nothing yeah, out of them. But they're not elite halves. No, nah, but you've got to give them the opportunity to have a go. They, they, he didn't get a good go. Well, this would be, this would be last go. chance to learn oh, for Sammy Williams. 100%. But, yeah, you could do a lot worse than what you got right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That looked a little bit better on the weekend to the Raiders with the change in the halves. Yeah, we'll see if that lasts two weeks. All right, Dizzy Hazel's got the checkbook out, boys. He's offered $1.5 million for a three-year deal to Josh Hoffman. Um, obviously, the Broncos have got an abundance of fullbacks, so one of them is going to have to go surely. Um, and Josh Hoffman looks like he's got the best deal coming from another club. So, yeah. Is it going to happen? Hoffman, boys. Is it going to happen? Yeah, it's going to happen. I reckon my was said that it was going to It was said that it was going to happen at the start of the year, but it never... Never got up and on, so... If I'm Wayne Bennett, like they say, and they reckon he likes Hoffman, but to play him as a centre, oh, I'm not 100% sure. I reckon he's been thrown around too much. He looks happy at fullback. If I was him, I'd be really pushing to get out to play fullback if he doesn't like playing centre or winger, just for personal satisfaction more than anything, mm. rather than just playing a patch-up because the new coach likes you. Well, uh, Bennett's going to have to move quick if he wants to keep him by the sounds of it. He's going to have to let him play fullback, really, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, probably, so. I would let him play fullback. Yeah, well, Barber. That's all, all, all depends, I suppose, but that's where he's happy. That's where he's happy right now, and he says that. So I'd be trying to go to the Bulldogs if I was him, just to know 100% that I'm not competing with anyone. Bulldogs could use a fullback, too. Yeah, they've got nobody. So with a doubt, no, Reynolds got a oh, Sutton, sorry, got a couple of year deal, and Kiri's there right now, grinding away. If that's how they do end up going, uh, why not? 
if you can secure the money. But there was talk that Souths were moving to try and uh, get him locked up as well. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays yeah, out. Yeah, after losing Toddy Carney, they need an elite half for Sharks. And Adam Reynolds, not a bad option. They've got a pretty good forward pack there. So. And they've got New Brown. New Brown looks good at six. Yeah. They give him someone who can control the game, let him do what he does best, which is just float around. It might not be too bad. Oh, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Well, if that's everything, we move on to the tips. And last week, mate, man, you both got four. Brock got seven. I got robbed by wow. Melbourne. Melbourne let me down yeah. big time. There's always one though. You said it last week that it was going to happen. Gonna be an option, and it yeah. did happen. But uh, gossip that brings you to ninety. I'm on ninety-two. Brock's on eighty-four. So he's back within six. Yeah. Things are starting to tighten up. But starting things off Thursday night, we got South Sydney versus the Broncos. Um, bit of a toss of the coin here. Georgie Burgess looks like he's going to be scrubbed out. I think they're going to challenge that one, though, but I'm going to stick with South. They're running hot at the moment. Yeah, South. Yeah, definitely. Well, I can't go against the Rabbitohs in this current form. Broncos, yeah, travelling away as well. So the bunnies are going to... Oh, gee, their season's on the line, to, uh, the Broncos. Yeah, I reckon this will be a good game. I'm looking forward to watching this one. But Friday night, another one I'm looking forward to watching, uh, the battle to jump into the eight. It's the Eels versus the Dogs, and... Uh, the dogs have they've pretty much been paddling. The eels not looking too bad, but uh, gossip. What do you reckon, buddy? Yeah, I reckon this will be a little rip snorter. Always a, a, a good contest between these two rival clubs. Um, yeah, well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think the bulldogs looked better without Reynolds a few weeks ago, so I'm going to tip the bulldogs to beat the eels. The eels have looked a little bit flat against the raiders, so go the dogs for a bounce back. Yeah, well, I'm going to get on the Parramatta seal. I like what I've seen. Uh, I watched them pull them apart earlier in the year. And I think they play opposite brand of football. I reckon uh, if they play a little bit loose and complete, they'll be able to pull the dogs apart. Very tough game to tip. Very, very tough game to tip. I'll, uh, I'm going to go the doggies. I don't know, but based on nothing. Very nice. Oh. Based on nothing. Well, I'll tell you what, hardest game of the round to tip. Everybody knows it because you, you, you always go with form and it just burns you. Saturday, down in Canberra, they're playing the Dragons. It's the hoodoo. I'm going the Dragons. Wow. Far out. He's gone there straight up. <laughs> Why not? Oh. Tipping on the freaking hoodie. Oh, mate. I, I said it earlier in the show, Gossip, that you'd go the Raiders. I need to know. I, I just... I said, as soon as we even brought up the preview, I was like, he's on this for sure. There's yeah. no way he's going to pass this up. No, I'm going the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you never let us down either. Yeah, mate. Mate. <laughs> They were good for 70 minutes last week, the Raiders. Oh, I don't know. I reckon the Eels are just bad for 70 minutes, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who are you going? No. You're going the Raiders, though. You have to. I'm supposed to be going down there. Last time I went, they played Melbourne. And no, I, won. I, I had a laugh on the way into Vaughnie saying they were going to get beat by 40, and I, I got proven wrong. So I'm a top bloke and a good mate, but I'm going to go against the hoodoo. I've done it. I've got, I can't. I just can't. The Dragons have to win. It's got to stop. Saint Judge, yeah. it's, it's, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Rubik's cubes and the hoodoo don't make sense. All right, they're two things in life that scare me. That carnies and nuclear war, they're all things that scare me. But we move on to Saturday again. We got the Melbourne Storm, a dollar ten favourite, seven dollars. The Cronulla Sharks, ridiculous odds. Yeah, I'll give you seven down at Melbourne, but yeah, I'm going the Storm. Storm. Yeah, Storm. Clean sweep. <laughs> Start with your star. Oh, gossip. He's had a bit of angry juice tonight. Outstanding. Yeah, mate. Right. He's had a That's from the VB. That's what that's from. Yeah, he's, get, he's getting antsy here. And where does he go to that cheap bloody MSG Chinese restaurant or whatever across the road? 
And that's what he's here for, yeah. <laughs> that's what he's here for. <laughs> uh, it's like a hemorrhoid. If you, yeah, if, exactly. you, if you listen to Buzz, enjoy your dinner, son. Enjoy your dinner. Right. What is it? What's it called? Some bullshit Chinese restaurant. I don't know. Who cares? But we got Saturday oh, again. Mongolian lamb. <laughs> Saturday, the Tigers at Leichhardt against the Roosters. The Roosters just pretty much been pat on their way through the year. Tigers struggle street, but at Leichhardt, but I couldn't back them. Not the way they've been playing. Luke Brooks back. Oh, I'm not 100 sure of that one. I was looking at the lines before. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I didn't even look because they named Corey Patterson the centres. I read that at the bottom. That was okay. Enough sorry. Mine. Yes, Roosters. <laughs> if that's the case, Roosters. Corey Patterson should be not... You shouldn't even get a start in his half-half cup. Oh. <laughs> Hang him out to dry. <laughs> put him on the griller. Oh, boy. You know, we'd love to, to tip a, a bounce-back factor, but I just don't tip the tight, tight yeah. system. A, a, a 58. A 58 point bounce-back? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't see it happening, can you? So, I've got to go to the Chooks, who, who were pretty ordinary last night, to be honest. Oh, no. They've just been cruising. They're just kind of waddling their way through it. It's going to be really interesting in a couple of weeks and the whips really get cracking to see if they're hungry or not. Because uh, yeah. legitimately, when you look at their roster, they got the side to do it. But the, they, were, they were poor last The time. hunger just doesn't look there. And I think Trent Robinson's even scrapping a little bit at the moment to try and fire them up. So Ooh, yeah. we'll wait and see how that plays out. But we've got Sunday, the Newcastle Knights at home against the New Zealand Warriors. Boo. Johnson's back. Uh, and I just like the way they're playing. I know Newcastle good at home, but I'm going the Warriors. Oh, man. Who did the Warriors play last week? Cronulla. Cronulla. And they lost their bench and they hung tough. I was very impressed. Uh, man, I think the Knights are going to win this, but I'm going to take the Warriors. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous game, isn't it? Especially for the Warriors, of course. Knights have got a bit, bit of confidence when they finish the year well for Wayne. Um, well, in their last two home geez. games, they've beaten the Roosters and then they beat the Storm. Yeah. Well, that's just it, isn't it? So, wow. Well, no, I'm, I feel I'm going to stick with the Warriors, which will mean the Knights probably bloody win. <laughs> Lewis had the Knights written in them for you. I was starting to go. You had, <laughs> you had me convinced. I got halfway through, and then he pulled the pin on me. I was like, listen to him. He's talking himself into it. He's going for Uncle Wayne. He's all Put over the it. left foot in. He took the right foot out. Shake it out of that. Outstanding. You've got the Gold Coast at home. No more Cardi. No more Tonka trucks. No more Dave Taylor. The fun's done. Neil's in. Chalk Neil. Super yeah. interesting, super happy bloke, great personality against the Manly C. Yeah, and Manly win. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, yeah. The, the, the old uh, first win of a first year coach, I think that's a lot of crap. I'm going to go Manly by plenty. Oh, very aggressive. Mm. Very Tons aggressive. can't win at home either. I've worked that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate. One of the crabs are about 12. There's a couple of uh, exactly. a couple of ordinary games, but this one definitely not that. Uh, we've got the Panthers at home Monday night at SportingBet.com Stadium. Great sponsors of the show. Thanks, SportingBet.com. Yeah. There's no better bet than a Sporting Bet. Versus the Cowboys, who are just running red hot. And all I've got in my head is the vision. Do you remember when we went uh, a couple of years ago? I think when my knee was busted, you dragged me out there one night. And we watched Jonathan Thurston run wild when he won that Dally M that night. And yeah. they were down by like 18. Yeah. I'm just seeing that doing it in my head again. Yeah. I can see it. I've, it's the vision. I'm going the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. Wow. Why, did you think I was going to the Panthers? Yeah. I thought you, were going to, you two were going to have a Panther session again for five and leave me hanging over here. No, I'd, yeah. love to, I'd love to see yeah. the Panthers win, but. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Gosh, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm going to the Panthers. It's going to be freezing cold Monday night. The Cowboys won't like the cold. I think Simmers is out as well. Yeah, he's good um, teams. Lesniak in. 
Yeah, and uh, look, the Panthers have only lost one game all year at home, got a good home record, so get Panthers, boys, I win. Mate. Not, not too much different here. I've gone the Eels. You're on the Raiders solo gossip, and you're on the Panthers solo. So this could this could go one of two ways here. We could be equal again, flip one back each way, or you know Brock might grab one, one or two more. Oh, on uh, oh, oh gossip. Actually, yeah, you've only got one different to me, so you might might strike a few back here. Oh yeah, this is shaping up nicely. I like this run home. Yeah. <laughs> We've got yeah. Thursday night footy tonight this week. Or oh, it's going to say tonight. Tonight Thursday, Tuesday. Thursday. Not Thursday. Yeah. So, great time. 48 hours away from the first game of the weekend. That's tops. I'm pretty excited, but I'm not going to lie. I'm going to have post-match depression when I realise it's not Saturday the next day. When I, after Thursday, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Going to work after watching footy, that's not normal. <laughs> not right. It happens, it happens every Monday, buddy. Oh, well, things are heating up, mate. Uh, tips are heating up. Final's not too far away. We'll just have to see how things unfold. Thanks for the inside word, as always, and we'll talk to you next week. No worries, thanks boys. Quick shout out to a couple of our listeners that listen in. Tiger Bill and the Mad Russian, big fans of the show. So the Mad Russian. And Mad he, Russian. Sa- he sounds like a bloke that I'd like to have a prony with. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Russian. Well, the vodka. Vodka, that's what I was about to say. Oh, I know, but... The Mad Russian, eh? I love a good vodka. Job. I was Grey Goose on Friday night. Mussolini and Stalin were good friends, so we could mix oh, vodka and peroni. <laughs> <laughs> oh. right. And who, who was the other one? Tiger Man. Tiger Bill. Tiger, Tiger Bill. Bill. Hello, Tiger Bill. How you going? Love these, love these figures. Good fella. Yeah. What's he drink? <laughs> What's he drink? VV, I think. Oh, Tiger blood. Bill. You scratch. He drinks cast blood. Yeah. He tackles gazelles. That's what he does. Legends. All right, good time. Shout All out right. to the lads and uh, shout out to Goss, mate. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, lads. See you, buddy. <laughs> And that concludes another episode of the Fifth and Last NRL podcast. So if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, our handle is at Fifth and Last. That's the letter and, not the word and. The email is Fifth and Last Podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, just head up to the search bar and type in Fifth and Last NRL podcast. A big thank you to sportingbet.com for sponsoring the show and for helping us give away $100 free bets on our Pick the Score competitions. Keep your eyes posted over the weekend. And a big thank you, as always, also to Mr. Gossip. Catch him on Facebook, head up to the search bar, type in NRL Gossip, and his Twitter handle is at NRL Gossip. Audioboo.com, the destination to go. If you want to listen to the fifth and last NRL podcast, there's still a few people uh, over on Podomatic. It's going to shut down, but the numbers are almost all cleared over. And same as iTunes. If you have not unsubscribed on iTunes, all you have to do is type our name in again, resubscribe, and you'll be set back up on there. But for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.